Well, it has certainly been a while since our last podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of LFC India Talk. After a long and pretty much pointless international break, we are back. Joining me today as always are Biju, Gautam and Chintan. Today we'll be previewing our upcoming match against Villa and we'll be taking few questions from our Facebook group and Twitter. All right then, so starting with our uh, possible lineup, Gautam Do you think that uh, we'll be essentially going in with the same back four which played versus Spurs before the international break? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think that would be the uh, sensible choice. Uh, again, having the uh, the back four uh, last game was pretty strong. I think Sako had a bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, he did struggle a bit in the beginning of the game, but I think he caught on really well and uh, he put in some very crucial tackles. Uh, so I think he should be pretty ready for this game. Uh, I think overall the back four was pretty good for last game. They looked confident. Uh, they looked good as a good as a unit. As the game grew, I think they grew uh, together. So um, I think as far as the back four is concerned, yes, I would definitely love to see the same back four coming in. Uh, only thing uh, I think uh, Mankilo needs to be a little more careful about his uh, yellow cards. Uh, you know we have Johnson and Flanagan both on the sidelines. So if he's going to pick up a suspension soon. um then we'll be struggling for cover there so we need to uh, ensure that uh, he is well protected and i'm sure that's what rogers mm-hmm. will do uh anyway i hope that does not affect the right hand side so yep i think we would we should start the same four chintan despite the fact that we got our first clean sheet of the season sako seemed a bit nervy playing alongside lovren at the heart of the defense and and a lot of people suggested that it is because of the fact that sako and lovren are essentially similar type of center backs as in both of them are always on the front foot going in for the tackles and on occasion we saw that both of them got caught going for the same ball at the same time do you agree with that opinion rahul i don't believe so because uh, primarily i think that you know uh, the communication was the main hurdle there and uh, i think that you know uh, better you know more game time with each other they'll they'll gel on really well they just need to focus on what their uh, you know own responsibilities and uh, you know uh, roles are in the back four uh, that we have and uh, i think they, they'll they'll be the future for us okay so moving on to the full backs now guys uh, biju mankio and and especially moreno had a great game versus spurs uh, how do you think they will fare against uh, villa this weekend uh definitely uh, raul and uh, not only spurs game i think uh, moreno really had a great game with uh, city as well except for one or two mistakes and uh, he he is a player that he's going to give everything in every game and uh, we we have already seen that and uh, and we are waiting to see more of it uh, and uh, villa okay they have good attacking if you call that good or great uh and on the wings i think we won't have much problems because uh, moreno and mancio they both look uh, you know honestly determined and may ready to make those up and down runs anytime required uh, between the, i mean in the 90 minutes yes it's not like they're perfect they have a long way to go they will learn uh, week in and week out but i think we are fit to add to what biju said i'll i'll go ahead and share that you know the main uh, threat uh, against villa would be the pace 
in terms of Agbonla or Delph and uh, you know if Benteke plays then then him uh, and uh, I guess that Moreno and uh, Manquillo are well equipped uh, you know uh, to you know deal with the pace on the wings and uh, Lovren also uh, being pacey it will really help us out I believe so. Uh, Gautam, coming to the midfield now, obviously uh, Gerard is going to start, uh, no questions about that. But who else do you think will likely, uh, is more likely to partner up with him in that area of the pitch? And and given the fact that Villa have the solidity of Delph, Westford and few others, do you think that uh, we should look to get uh, more numbers in the midfield and uh, try to win that uh, midfield battle? Um, we definitely do, but the uh, I think I think what uh, Biju rightly mentioned is uh, you know they do have uh, pace on the attack uh, and uh, and also you know I think uh, you know Chintan mentioned that you know there is there's the threat of Benteke and and Delph and uh, and Agbon Lahore as well coming in, so they do have quite a pacey uh, pacey uh, front, and uh, I think we should be very wary of, uh, of of you know that pace that they possess. Uh, like uh, you know, we also spoke about earlier the four, the, four, uh, the, the defense, the uh, centre backs that we're talking about. Uh, mostly they play on the front foot, and they could get uh, they could uh, they could get caught off guard uh, with with you know the pace of uh, the uh, pace pace of the Villa attack. So I think uh, yeah, we should definitely start with uh, you know with Gerard sitting in front of the uh, in, in front of the back four. Uh, which will ensure that there is uh, a lot of creativity coming in and that the ball is played forward right from uh, the defense and Gerard acts as the, uh, as the fulcrum there. Uh, I would prefer to see also, uh, obviously, Allen and Henderson start uh, along with them in the center of midfield, uh, with Allen obviously being uh, the one who is running in there, getting the tackles in, uh, and with uh, and obviously with Henderson, uh, as usual, always covering a lot of ground and making sure uh, he's pressing players uh, not only players with the ball, but players who are uh, who don't possess the ball. Uh, he's making making sure that he's pressurizing them. He's cutting their runs uh, and making sure that there's no option for uh, Villa to pass forward. Uh, so this is uh, my my um, definitely. I think I think everybody's choice this season. At least looking at the first few games of the of the season and including preseason, I think everybody's choice would be to pick uh, uh, these three uh, these three up ahead. So it's going to be Gerard Henderson and Alan for me. Uh, Gautam, uh, Alan is a doubt for Villa game due to some issues with his knee. Uh, and Brendan mentioned in his press conference that uh, his fitness will be assessed uh, before the game. So, Biju, in, in the likely scenario that Alan isn't fit uh, and Chan is also out injured for around six weeks or so, who do you think will feature apart from Stevie and, H- and Hendo in that midfield? Uh, Rahul, yes. Uh, first of all, I would love to play Allen and Hendo any time right now this season because I think they are the best fit in the midfield right now for us. However, you know, because of the stupid international break and uh, I mean, if you would have seen the uh, Welts uh, match, right, the pitch was so bad. I don't know why they even allow uh, countries like that to have matches in pitches like that. And it is it is like not only uh, uh, Alan, many other players also are in, injured because of that. I hope it is it is not going to, you know, make us lose any points because right now, if you look at it, Stevie laying down, Hendo and Alan are doing great job when it comes to, you know, getting the possession, you know, building up the pressure. They're doing great job in the midfield. Right now, without Alan, I think uh, they have to play Coutinho and Markovic. Uh, you know, uh, Coutinho probably will go back a little bit and Sterling, Balotelli starting up the game. So I think uh, Coutinho will be back this game with Hendo. 
Chintan, uh, do you think that uh, due to the injuries to to few uh, few of the key players and fixture congestion in in upcoming weeks, uh, Brendan might look to rest few more players this weekend, uh, which could in turn uh, result into us uh, switching from the 4-4-2 diamond to a 4-3-3, uh, the formation with which we started our season against Saints or, or some other variant of that formation. Rahul, to be honest, uh, uh, I don't really think so because uh, as we have seen in the uh, earlier three games that, you know, Diamond is the way to go forward. But then obviously knowing Rogers, he'll be, you know, tweaking and twisting his uh, tactical uh, analysis of the game and, you know, uh, going ahead with the uh, changes to be made. But then I I do believe that, you know, uh, some of the players should be arrested because we have a midweek game with a Champions League game that is... And, uh, you know, I believe that, you know, Hendo, uh, you know, being crocked uh, in the international weekend should uh, have some deserved rest for this game. And uh, Lucas uh, Lucas and maybe Coutinho or Suso, as we've seen in the training photos, uh, might get a chance uh, in this match. And uh, Markovic will uh, play an important role, significant role uh, in this game that I, that I believe. I would also like to see, obviously, Markovic uh, definitely get a start uh, this time, this time up. Uh, so, you know, with the diamond coming in with, with uh, Gerard Henderson, uh, Coutinho and uh, Markovic, and then with, uh, I, I would like to see Sterling and uh, Balotelli make up the, uh, make up the top two. Uh, so this is pretty much, you know, what, what I would be looking forward to. Uh, it, it would, it would make both, uh, and uh, quite an attacking formation for us as well. Uh, you know, build the pressure up. Uh, early on, and then make sure we get a couple of early goals, and uh, and then I think uh, Gerard and Henderson should uh, be able to do the trick, uh, shielding the back four. Yeah, uh, a lot of pressure uh, seems to be, uh, or the onus actually seems to be on Hendo. And uh, Chintan rightly mentioned that he might deserve uh, some kind of uh, rest uh, after having two runouts of uh, both of 90 minutes uh, for English national team and another player. Uh, who, whom we lost to Roy Hodgson's uh, Hodgeball during the international break was uh, Daniel Sturridge. Uh, Biju, do you think that uh, in place of Sturridge, as as Gotham suggested, that uh, we might go with Balotelli and uh, and and Sterling up front? Could you see a scenario where uh, possibly Lambert or even Borini could come in for uh, for uh, for Daniel Sturridge? Yes, sir, Raul. This is one fear that every Liverpool fan has about injury. And especially all these injuries happening not while playing for Liverpool. All these are happening at international breaks. It's ridiculous. Okay, And uh, if we have to be one of the top teams, we have to make sure we have an injury-free team. And now Sturridge as our you know main player, main striker uh, that we have. And now that he's gone... Uh, we have our options, though. That's one good thing that we didn't let Burini go. And you know, on a day, Burini can be a wonderful player. He can create that impact, and that's exactly why he's still been held back uh, for days like these when the injuries have taken our top players. They'll have to step back, uh, step up, and trust me, Burini has the quality to do that. And Borini with Balotelli, I think uh, they have a good understanding, not because they're Italians. They even, they are good friends and they play together. So they will have good understanding to play up front. And again, if uh, fans are asking for miracles, you know, Borini come in and score, score a hat-trick. Again, that's too much to ask. So as an expected performance, uh, as a, you know, backup, 
I'm sure he's going to get a chance and he will perform. And last year we did see what he did in EPL. Whenever required, he did perform very well for Sunderland. And I hope he does that same for us as well right now. Sarit is off. And Balotelli is anyways there. And Lambert is going to come after 60-70 minutes itself. I would like, I would actually personally would like to see Lambert starting a game, okay, especially against Villa at home, because I think he's more composed and he's more experienced when it comes to, you know, getting that one goal and then, you know, stay back. So I think he can do that. Okay, so, uh, you guys, both, both of you, Chintan, uh, sorry, uh, Gautam and Biju, uh, mentioned your top two. Uh, or the front two, uh, which you'd like to see. So, Chintan, what do you think? Uh, which uh, which front two uh, man uh, will you go with? Uh, Rahul, talking about the front two, it's very important to know that Lambert and uh, Balotelli are quite similar kind of strikers with, you know, uh, tall and strong built and, you know, uh, getting the headers in and, you know, having obviously the you know, uh, good footwork as well. But then uh, we need someone to, you know, uh, who is not really selfish and, you know, who can spray around passes, uh, you know, low crosses as well. So I believe that Sterling and uh, Balotelli, as Gotham rightly mentioned, should be the two up front. But then knowing uh, Brendan Rodgers, then, you know, he can uh, make wonders out of nothing. So I believe that, uh, you know, it will be very important uh, to see which two frontmen we start with. What I believe is, you know, Adam Lalana might have an important uh, role to play now that he's fit in this game, uh, just to get a run-up of, uh, you know, 30, uh, 30, 20 minutes or so. Uh, and it, it'll really be interesting to see how, how it all pans out, uh, especially because of the, you know, uh, whole injury situation in our squad. Yeah, injury situation and obviously as you mentioned earlier that uh, we have a Champions League uh, game coming up. Uh, we, we do seem to have a lot of options uh, when it comes to the squad as compared to the uh, previous two seasons. And uh, Gautam uh, Chintan mentioned Adam Lalana. So do you think that uh, he will uh, make his first full start at uh, Anfield against Villa or against Ludogorets? Uh, you know, with all these, uh, the, the entire injury list increasing, I think we're really fortunate to have uh, Dudogoretz. Uh, there's no, you know, I'm, I'm not demeaning Dudogoretz in any way, but um, you know, if you if you if you were given an option between uh, you know Madrid, Barcelona, and Dudogoretz, I'm sure anybody would have picked Dudogoretz to go in with an injury list like this. Um, so, so, so I, I believe Lalana will have a part to play in Villa within the Villa game. Maybe not a start, uh, but a good 15-20 minute run, in, like Chintan mentioned. Uh, and I would definitely like to see him uh, start against uh, Ludogorets, uh, probably giving some of uh, some of uh, our, our key players, uh, you know, who 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 are um, you know who are right now part of part of you know the starting eleven, uh, a good uh, rest probably against Ludogorets. So that is definitely something I would consider. Um, and you know, talking about it, you you know, we we until Chintan brought it up, we we didn't even bring up the topic about uh, you know Lalana being available, uh, him returning. Uh, to fitness, uh, you know that shows that this season what kind of squad depth we have. You know, last season we speak about squad depth. We had a starting eleven, and then we had players like uh, Luis Alberto and and uh, uh, and you know uh, again again no offense to all of them. You know, Luis Alberto, Flanagan, Flanagan did a brilliant job coming in. Uh, you know, whenever he was required. But you look at that squad, and now the squad that we have. Um, you know, you have Lucas sitting out matches, not even getting a chance on the bench. Uh, you you have other similar players who who go through the same thing. So I think the squad depth that we have right now is is brilliant. 
uh, and uh, it's unfortunate that three games in that we have a long injury list, but I think we still have, if not world class, I think we still have uh, top quality talent uh, that we can we can still uh, bring in in the absence of of the injury injured players. I agree to your point that you know nothing taking away from Ludogorets, but then you uh, you have to be you know uh, think you have to think about the whole group scenario as well because uh, the uh, this game is the uh, game where we can you know get the ma- maximum out of uh, we can't really expect you know uh, a full three points again against Real Madrid or uh, you know a top team. Uh, then you have Ludogorets uh, uh, who are you know uh, new to Champions League and uh, basically minnows. To be honest, and uh, we need to do everything and anything to get the three points out of them. That will actually help us uh, in a long run uh, during the Champions League qualification stages. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. So that doesn't mean that you know we should not be starting Lalana. Uh, in I mean, he's after all, he's the most expensive signing that we've made this uh, this summer, and I'm sure everybody would want to see uh, you know him perform. Uh, and I think he should step up to the challenge uh, that. That he's given, I'm sure he knows that he's the most expensive player we've signed, and he sh- he should be able to step up to it against a team like Ludogorets. Uh, coming back to uh, the game against Villa this weekend, guys. Uh, as you all mentioned, that Villa have quite a few pace-based options in in form of Agban Lauer and uh, Wyman and few others as well. Uh, Biju, do you think that uh, there's a possibility of this match turning into into uh, one where we would go out and might dominate position for for longer spells and Villa looking to use their pace to hit us on the break? Uh, do you think that it will be one of those hard-fought matches where we will be made to work really hard for for three points? Raul, again, uh, that that's not a valid question because it's EPL. You know that's why it's one of the best leagues available. I mean, you cannot go. With, I mean. There were times where we used to go with a plan, but nowadays it's very difficult. Even though you play beautiful football, even though you get the possession of 70% or sometimes even more, sometimes just one goal from the opposition and then defensive strategy will just work it out for them, right? But what I see right now with Liverpool is, I think we are much more advanced when it comes to squad depth and as well as team. The way the team is bonded over years with Rodgers, I think, uh, you know, it would be a... It would be a good game to watch and uh, we are going to make sure in the first half we will score about one or two goals and then, you know, kind of uh, just play for possession. And uh, again, I mean, we were talking about the formation earlier, uh, diamond, everything is good. I think at Anfield we will still go with 4-3-3. Um, if, if possible, playing uh, Borini on the left wing, Sterling on the right and, uh, you know, Balotelli as the French striker. And uh, and in the middle, it is going to be Gerard and Hendo and uh, Markovic, if not Allen. And I, and I think this is the strategy BR is going to go with. Uh, get two goals in the first half and then just chill out for, you know, get the three points. Because that's what is more important right now. Even talking about the Champions League fixture, that's again the same thing. It's going to be match per match. Every match, or, or, you know, every match is important for us because we know that even Villa at Villa against Villa, if we lose two points, it's going to cost us anything. It can cost us fourth spot. It can cost us the season. It can cost us a title. It can ha- anything can happen. So I think it is after this long break, Ben uh, would have a plan A as well as plan B in his pocket right now this season, especially for the fixtures that we have even in midweek. And yeah, this boy. is what makes a team 
the best team or one of the best team that is the competi- competition within the squad to get the spot to play at the starting 11 because there are games it's not like we are going to bench people or there are games for everybody to come out and play and they have to take their chance and they all know it now very well and uh, villa is one game especially for uh, uh, gerard i think it's going to be a good game because you know he always performs <laughs> Ajila. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. It, it's been his, you know, lucky, lucky uh, team to be uh, honest. He's been scoring goals left, right, and center against Villa. Okay, now I have a question, you guys. Okay, now tell me, Victor Valdez, what do you think? Should we get him? Oh yes. Uh, if I'm going uh, first ahead, I'll, I'll certainly uh, get him in my team solely because of the experience that he has uh, in the Champions League, and uh, it, it'll really help us out. Especially playing against Real Madrid, he he'd like to prove a point if we get him. Uh, that is, uh, and and it it would uh, give uh, Simon Mignolet a very very tough competition to start with. What about you, uh, Gautam? I would, I would definitely go for it. Uh, you know, uh, no offense to Brad Jones again, but uh, you know, when this year we are in the Champions League, and uh, I, if in case uh, there has to be, uh, you know, a battle for Manuel, I would still go with Manuel as my first choice uh, wherever it may be, because you do not, you do not, uh, you know, in a, in a traditional or, or or in an idealistic setup, you do not keep changing your goalkeepers uh, at least when it comes to Champions League and Premier League. Maybe you bring in you bring in your second choice keeper in in you know smaller league cup games, but uh, I would still go with Manuel as the first choice. But if there has to be a backup, uh, uh, we are in four tournaments off the trot, so I would definitely you know have a person like Valdez sitting there uh, you know uh, as a backup for Manuel. So it's a definite yes. I think anybody would say yes to Valdez. But uh, you know, I would have uh, had Pepe over Valdez if that was a scene because Pepe was available. Yeah. Okay, so uh, moving on from uh, from uh, Villa game and uh, and our uh, midweek fixtures, uh, let's take few questions from the group. Uh, one of them is uh, it's actually uh, something which Gautam mentioned earlier. Chintan and I will come to you for this. Uh, is double pivot a good idea given uh, uh, given the personnel or the players which we currently have in our squad? Uh, Rahul, uh, as you know, I am a fan of uh, the diamond formation. So, uh, if you ask me personally, uh, if I, I I were to make uh, the decisions, I would never go for uh, the double pivot because it it'll actually you know uh, change the whole uh, you know balance of the team because uh, if we have to play someone like uh, Lucas or Allen, uh, uh, you know, a, a bit deeper. Uh, with Gerard, uh, and we know that you know Gerard doesn't have the legs anymore. Uh, no offense, again, he is a brilliant, brilliant uh, player. He has been for us, but then he doesn't have the legs. Let's be honest about it. And uh, when we talk about double pivot, either uh, you know uh, Allen has to be there, uh, or Lucas, uh, you know, who can uh, help him out in the double pivot role. And Lucas, Lucas again doesn't have the leg, you know, uh, for the strategy that we play with, that is counter attacking football. So uh, I'm I'm I, I'm not a fan of uh, the double pivot thing. All right. Uh, so uh, Gautam, I'll come back to you now. And Chintan mentioned quite a few points about the age factor coming into play in case of Lucas uh, Gerard double pivot. And and I I also noticed this in our opening game against Saints that when Gerard and Lucas were playing together, it seemed a bit confusing for both of them uh, in in that area of the pitch. 
as many a times both of them were in the same similar territory performing similar role whereas as soon as Allen came on uh, there seemed to be a sort of fluency in the type of football that we were playing Allen was venturing forward as well as coming back to help Gerard out uh, so do you think that it has more to do with the type of players that are available more than anything else uh, the diamond the 433 the formation it it all depends upon the players that we we have got right now uh yes absolutely think so now the formation is one thing like you said but uh, that's very brilliantly brought up by you uh, you know in every game that you see uh, gerard and lucas uh, starting uh, that is where gerard has started in front of the uh, in front of the back four uh it is it is very clear both of them end up end up trudging on on each other's uh, territory uh it is it is probably because uh you know see lucas is that kind of a player who who wants to sit uh you know up uh, ahead of the ahead of the uh, back four and uh gerard was a player right now who's been given that role and uh, you, you see the difference between a lucas and an allen lucas is not a, a defender um you know who who wants to uh, press forward uh, make sure that the passes are not moving from uh from you know the uh, the opponent uh, midfield or you may call it even from the opponent back four uh, and uh, you know cutting out those uh, those creative uh, moves uh lucas is more of a person who who, who tends to cut out the passes uh, those critical passes between the uh, between the, the midfield and uh, the uh, the front uh, so that's that's the type of player he is and you put uh, you put gerard and that's that's lucas naturally so that is where he excelled uh in his role uh, a couple of seasons back uh now you're employing gerard in that same role now and uh, as far as i am concerned i think i've always had this opinion uh lucas is not a versatile player i think let's be honest about it uh, the only the only capability that he has is just sitting in front of the top four and making sure that the uh, that the that the uh, the critical passes from the midfield uh, to the forward is is being cut out that is his role and that is his only role he does not have versatility um whereas whereas you put gerard in the same role because he does not have legs and you also expect uh, you know that kind of a player to to cut those passes out not only cut those passes out but ensure that there is creativity so so yes i do i think i think starting lucas along with gerard in in front of the back uh, four is a bad idea definitely allen would definitely suit much better because while gerard is taking care of that uh, gap between uh, the opponent midfield and the opponent forward uh, allen is making sure that he's pressing going forward pressing against uh you know the uh, the players uh, who who possess the ball from from the opponent back four and the midfield and uh, ensuring that you know the ball is won back so he's more of a pressing kind of a player similar to henderson again is a pressing kind of a player but i think co- comparatively between allen and lucas uh, allen is is uh, is one who likes to go forward and uh, steal the ball uh, from the opponents so uh, if if you're starting gerard in that uh, that position in front of the back four then it definitely has to be allen as a choice and i think lucas is uh, is a bad choice okay so um to and and i'll, I'll, I'll add something to uh, to that because uh, you know we've seen uh, in many games that you know uh, sometimes uh, both uh, gerard and uh, lucas are caught uh, you know very stationary whereas Allen does go track back uh, into our own penalty box and you know actually help out with the defensive uh, duties as well and talking about Lucas especially he has a tendency to you know putting in rash tackles wherein uh, you know we could in, easily in be a man places, down yeah, in the wrong places actually uh, exactly exactly so uh, and Gerard does not do that very often to be honest uh, he 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 is someone you know who can uh, time his tackles very well 
so as as Gautam rightly mentioned, it's all about the versatility, and that is where Lucas misses out. Uh, okay, so uh, in order to wrap this up quickly, guys, uh, we'll be taking just one more question uh, from our Facebook group, and and it is something which was discussed a lot in our face uh, in our Facebook group uh, over on Twitter and also on various other forums during the course of the summer transfer window. Uh, the topic of marquee signings. Do you guys think that it is important for a club to to get those uh, mega money, big buck signings like Di Maria's, Ozil's, Costa's, Sanchez's? Uh, during a transfer window, do you think that it helps in increasing squad morale, get the fans excited, get them behind the team, or the first and uh, or or should it be the case that the first and foremost priority should always be about getting in the right type of player who fits into your team and into your philosophy? Chintan, would you like to have a go at it first? But Rahul, I don't really agree with the whole concept of this mega money. or you know it's all about the quality of the players that we are getting uh, doesn't matter the amount of money we pay and uh, you know uh, if if we sign valdes and it turns out really where well, he could very be, well be our marquee signing because he has the qualities in him and we have seen it you know for over the years that what similarly talking about balotelli we we know what quality he qualities he has and you know he, it's just about you know putting his his head down and uh, do his stuff so i i don't really agree with the concept but the, then yes it it's good for the uh, shirts uh, jerseys and whatever you call it but then that's that's about it for me no i won't say i would disagree with chintan but you know i i believe a marquee signing or you know a top money signing is a requirement um, you know but but at this stage as far as liverpool is concerned i do not think so uh, i think the, the transfers we've made so far it is very clear the objectives are very clear we are not going for the premier league crown neither are we going to win the champions league this is not exactly what we're going for in as far as my opinion is concerned all the rogers has been given is said you make top 4 again this season and you make sure you get as far as you can in in all the cup tournaments i do not think rogers has been given very high targets it is very evident in the transfers that we have done we have sold suarez um you know obviously you cannot replace suarez you you only replace him with uh, with a very young potential talent or you replace him with a cristiano ronaldo or a lionel messi now that is not going to happen obviously and we have used up a lot of that money to buy five or six good quality players uh, who are not top quality but who are top four quality so i clearly believe that is our objective but at the same time i would definitely believe uh, you know if if just say for example we only had the premier league this season to deal with um, then i would definitely say that yes we need a top signing uh, coming in to make sure that we are pushing for whatever we give it all for the one tournament that we are in but considering uh, you know all all the different tournaments that we are in um, i don't think the marquee signing was required we couldn't afford a marquee signing really unless we had the money to throw like uh, manchester city or or chelsea but uh, but again balotelli is a very 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 potential uh, uh, you know he he could turn out to be something great for us only thing if he if he managed to keep his temperament down which i'm sure rogers will instill in him uh he could be a a, a very good uh, signing for us even if you look at our greatest uh, players over the last few years that we have had uh, i i know I, i hate to name name this person but you know we're talking about suarez and torres uh, we haven't broken the bank for both of them uh, and they've both come come and gone uh, we sold torres for 50 million we sold suarez for 75 million um, now i would expect balotelli to be a player like that and the last marquee signing or in double quotes the marquee signing when we broke the bank are are still our record transfer fee that we paid 
uh, was a big failure. I know, I know, I, I, I'm sure you all know who I'm referring to. So it, that was still a big failure, and and the player himself remains a big failure even till today. Um, so I don't believe in breaking the bank uh, unless you are already in a very comfortable comfortable position and you are aiming for top honors. I don't think Liverpool are doing that this season. Okay, so a lot of uh, great points there, Gautam. Uh, so uh, Biju, coming to you, where do you stand on this topic of marquee signings? Again, uh, I would just repeat the same thing as uh, Chintan and Gautam said. It's only to sell your uh, T-shirts mainly. Okay, I mean jerseys. I mean, and yes, if you are in a position where you need that one extra player and you are like you know ambitious enough just to uh, to win the league and or the CL, then yes, a market ceiling spending so much like 60-70 million is required. But right now, from the previous experiences we have had, I think uh, we have to make our own big player we cannot buy anyone because it doesn't matter what they have done in barcelona or they have done in uh, chelsea or anywhere it only matters what they can provide in liverpool and what impact they are going to bring in that's how we can define a player is he a big or a small player marquee signing yes as i told you it is only required if we were in that position where we just need that one player, so much money, spend and get it. No, we needed a depth. We needed complete depth in the squad. We went in accordingly, and all our signings were not panic buys or it was completely planned. Okay, I mean the minute the season started, we just started buying. We didn't wait for anybody. We didn't wait for the price to come down. We didn't, uh, you know, kind of tease around with our targets. We just saw wanted the player bid for them, got them, that's it. So it was all pre-planned and I'm sure one of these signings will be a marquee signing for another club probably in future years, but I'm really happy with the transfer system. And again, I think fans have to expect a little less this time because the competition has gone a little tougher, okay? Because the other teams, if you look at them, they have pumped up with steroids, they have big names, big players and deep squad. But again, Football is not one on paper, it's on the pitch. We proved it last season. I hope this season also we can do something better. Thanks everyone for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us a follow on Twitter at LFC India Talk. And of course, there's our Facebook group, LFC India. Also, do let us know what you'd like to hear us discuss and what you did and didn't like about this podcast. Until next time, this was LFC India Talk. I think fans generally make fun of the way he runs, nothing more than that. Uh, you know, season review compilation that they made for him. Uh, I'll edit it out, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>